Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Jerko's Podcast. My name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Heavy breathing, pretty boy B. <laughs> Big baby Reynolds. Vinny Bag of Donuts, Valencourt. Oh, my cousin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Highlight of my week right there. <laughs> so how was everybody's day? My day was pretty good. I have to. I already have a hot topic coming in. Not oh. my. It's not my main topic, but I want to share a little blip of my day, and I want you guys to tell me if I should or shouldn't be bothered by this. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I, I, I have a lot to say after today. Make sure everybody's recording first. Okay. Vinny Baggins. So, uh, oh, Lupin, Lupin. <laughs> okay. So, uh, had a full day of work. I was in seven. I didn't leave till like six fifteen. I walked to my desk. I was in the kitchen of the of the office for maybe like a half hour at the end of the day. Walked to my desk, and I have like one of these desks that can stand up, and then you put it back down. Mm-hmm. So when I go to put it down, it stops because it hits something, and <gasps> it's a bag underneath it. And so I pull it out, and it's a very nice like gift bag, and on it it says, "You've been booed," <laughs> and what it means. <laughs> It's filled with all kinds of snacks and stuff, and I and I read the paper on the bag, and it's like you've been booed. Somebody gave you a delicious bag of treats, and now it's your turn to pass it on. What and I immediately heck? got mad that I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I got so irritated. I was like, I have to go out and buy something for people now. And then I was like, Why am I so grumpy? I just got a bunch of like somebody likes me in the office enough to give it to me. You have like a little piece of paper that you hang up at your desk so that and it says I've been booed. So people know not to give it back to you. I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of irritated. Do you guys think I should be irritated? <laughs> or no. Not? Absolutely not. That's just like a, such a fun office tradition and one you get candy out of it. If you like you had to do extra work, then I would be pissed, but you're getting candy. Dude, on top of it, the person was so considerate. They wrote a note saying everything in here is gluten free. Oh. <laughs> and I was still irritated. <laughs> I really, I really, really hope they were watching you. As it happened, and then just your face would just be so angry, angry, just like exasperated. (laughs) My inside was burning. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm right there with you, man. I would have been pissed. I would have been like, all right, cool, candy, but then I would have sighed and be like, now I gotta get somebody else candy. I don't talk to these people, I don't like these people. Like, yeah, so yep. we have a now, big office bowl of legit candy, and I'm so tempted to just fill it with Yo, that. Oh, stop. <laughs> Do it. Okay, Do sorry. It. That was, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> it's, just, it's only going to get worse, too. When Christmas rolls around, everybody's going to start buying all these oh, goodies. Seek Santa. I'm, qu- I'm quitting. I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Take a temp. Why'd you quit, Bernard? <laughs> They're too nice. <laughs> Yeah, too many office holidays. How about oh, all y'all days? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What kind of malarkey is that? I'd be, I realize, I'd be upset too. I wouldn't. I would. I realized that my boss told me to book flights for this conference that we're going to this weekend in Vancouver, <gasps> and uh, he, he booked him the wrong days. Oh. So we're getting there a day before the conference starts, nice. and we're leaving a day before it ends. <laughs> And, like, I don't think it's my fault because I told him the days. Oh, my God. And then he just went ahead and booked the flights. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm just going to be like, 
Hey, yeah, you booked yours first, so I was just kind of going off you. So I have a free day in Vancouver now. Sick. Two types of offices. Kill you with <laughs> overly nice gestures, and then can't even book a flight on time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, we should be in Canada with that legal weed. Hey, throwback to last week's podcast on the Forgotten, The Forgotten Podcast. Oh, well, let's... All right, let's move forward then. <laughs> All right. I have... Uh, anybody want to talk about their days? I can go right into a topic. Or you... Go Dan, ahead. you want to do it? You got you yep. something? You do All it. right. Take us off. I am going to be uh, with the current festivities that are going on. Boo! Uh, it's October. Boo! <laughs> it's Halloween-ish time. <laughs> and I want to talk a little bit about trick or treating. Mm. Is it going to be spooky? <laughs> it will be a little scary. <laughs> so tr- trick or treating uh, originally, so when it, it began as like a Celtic festival, blah, 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 no one cares. Then the, <laughs> then the Catholic. <laughs> the informative part of the podcast with the fun facts yeah, about yeah. people. No, we're we're going to get to the. We're, yeah, we're getting to the fun part. Uh, so in the 8th century, then the Catholic Church stepped in and tried to provide an activity that would hopefully stamp out all the bad uh, traditions that were associated with it. All the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they came up with All Hallows Even, or also known as Evening, or also known as All Souls Day. So with this day, uh, it was basically the modern-day trick-or-treating, and as for it, uh, or it was called guising... Ooh, that sounds uh, dirty. The <laughs> children and sometimes poor adults would dress up and go around door to door begging for food or money uh, in exchange for songs and prayers. And for your entertainment, I have a, uh, an example of a relatively recent souling song from the 19th century. Oh my God. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. A soul, a soul, a soul cake. Please, good missus, a soul cake. An apple, a pear, a plum, or a cherry. Any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter and two for Paul. Three for him who made us all. Wow. That, that was amazing. Thank you. So now Soul wow. King. End the podcast so now. That was my best it's going to get. So I, I would have just given you candy to leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if you actually were paying attention to the lyrics, they're asking for a pear, a plum, a cherry, or any quote-unquote good thing to make them merry. So there would be fruits and whatnot, but there was also this thing called a soul cake. Uh, Mm. They were small round cakes, and they had a cross mark in the top. And this was represented as a soul being freed from purgatory when the cake was eaten. God. Wow. Uh, then fast forward, it kind of became what it is uh, that is known as today in America in like the 20s, whatnot. I wanted to give you those little fun facts and sing that song. So then, <laughs> so then now, just a layup to get the song out to there. America, like 1910, there was a hiatus during World War II because there was a sugar ban mm. or a sugar tax or whatever. Uh, yeah, there it is. That's the word I'm looking for, rationing. Uh, and, you know, trick-or-treating is what it is. Today, there was a few other steps in there that I totally didn't read about, and I'm not going to talk about. So, <laughs> I want to play a little game. Uh, I'm looking at, there was a, based off of the quantity of candies <coughs> purchased around this time, there was a list put together. Uh, it's on thedailymeal.com. They, they list the top 25 Halloween candies. Oh. So I'm going to give you purchased? the top five, oh. and I want you to rank them, and I want to see if you can, if you can oh, get sick. it. Oh, sick. All right. 
Oh, cool. All right. So uh, these are the top five, not in any particular order. We got Snickers. We got Skittles. We got Reese's Cups. Mm. Uh, M&M's. And the uh, Starbur- Starburst. So. All right, boys. I think we should work as a team. Yeah, that's right. You guys come up five. with a team top five. So I'm getting my pen ready. Oh, what? Man. So, what? So it's when was this done? Like, when was the survey submitted? Uh, I believe this was this year. Okay, because I, I think like the younger generation likes that sugary, sticky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that sugary stick. So what are they again? Sn- uh, Snickers, Starburst, Starburst, Snickers, Starburst. Yeah, Snickers, Starburst, Reese's Cups, Skittles, and M and M's. God damn. Those are the top five. If it wasn't this year, it was within the last like two or three years. I'm gonna say Reese's number one. I mean, that's what. Well, I you guys would have say. to deliberate and give me. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm putting that to the, yeah, or, the group. Or M and M's. Yeah. Oh, because that is that fun size. Yeah, but Snickers is kind of a classic. I, I mean, I personally, I think Reese's Cups are the bomb diggity bomb bomb, but... Yeah, but the only thing with Reese's is they're more... I know they're more recent of a creation. When I say recent, I mean, like, in the past 40 years, or, like, mm. I think M&M's go back a lot longer. Are we talking, Bernard, grossing, like, as far as all time, or just, like, 2017? Yeah, it's basically the, the quantity that are sold uh, around... Halloween time. Jeez, are we overachievers okay. or what? Look at the questions we're asking. <laughs> Our life depends. Well, it's that, okay. It's okay if you get it wrong. I just want you what you think it would be. So riddle me this. I think that Snickers would be number one just because I think you get more per bag than you would mm. with Reese's. M and M's are so expensive too. Like, I mean, M and M's would be number one. M and M's, Reese's, Snickers, Skittles, Starburst. I'm saying Skittles has to be at least number three. I don't know why people love that sh- that s- rainbow goodness. I don't know, you know coming. Demonetized. Yeah, demonetized. <laughs> Anything <laughs> gay related is is not an association. Here, here comes the anti LGBTQ ad. Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks YouTube. <laughs> so all right, give all right, me anybody. a list. Yeah, go for it, Daniel. I I back up. Matt, do you have any? Uh, if I had to guess, I would say. Probably M&M's, then Snickers, then Reese's, then Skittles, and Starbucks. All right, that was exactly what he said. Okay, is that what you're going with? Yeah. Okay, so Final answer. close. Mm. But where did you put Skittles? You put it fourth? Yeah. Yeah, All right. but now I can see it put being third. Four, put Skittles as one. What? Oh. What? Okay. Then it goes, you had this order correct. It goes M&M's, Sk- Snickers, Reese's. And then Starburst was five. Skittles is number one. Uh, right really? on the cusp. Right on the cusp at number six, candy corn. Ew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So I anyway, candy corn. Uh, I would just, I'll take a little bit of uh, some more time. I want to know what you guys, uh, growing up as a kid, what were, what were you looking for when you dumped out that bag? And what got you pissed? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll go right now. We're pissed. We're pissed. Box of raisins. <laughs> Oh my god! Raisinets? No, raisinets are cool, but sometimes no, like, you just get the box cool. of raisins. Yeah, like the brown box or the yeah, with that, like maroon, that yeah. ugly ass woman on the box. <laughs> get off that box of raisins! I don't even want the box. I was one thing that I'm really pissed about is that they don't make cherry push pops anymore. Ew. Just FYI, really? They don't. That was the what? what why ew? That was the best candy of all. I just don't like candy like at all, really. To you be like chocolate and candy? No, yeah, I don't like anything thing of that nature i mean maybe yeah like i didn't have fun as a kid with halloween like ever like Mm. i stopped trick-or-treating when i was like 10 
That's I'm like, like I'm that's over this. that's yeah. depressing, man. I went trick or treating my my sophomore year of of college. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the neighborhood behind the college, and and we all dressed up as choir boys. Oh my and god. Yo, actually, it's pretty. Did you sing that tune from yeah, before. It's actually pretty funny. We we knocked on some guy's door. He answers it and he cracked up and he goes, "My wife is actually a, a voice teacher at a high school. She should be home in like 15 minutes. Can you guys come back?" And we were like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> and so we went around. We went trick or treating the rest of the block. And, and during that time, actually, a woman literally opened the door, looked at all of us, and said, "You're kidding, right?" And slammed it in our face. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! But then we returned back to that house and she was there and the guy was dying and we all sang in, in different like tones and orders. Row, row, row your boat. We that, talked about it and planned it. Nice. That's fantastic. That's amazing. So, I yeah. liked Three Musketeers. That was really? good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Milky Way. I never think of that. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Three Musketeers? Yeah. Butterfingers. Lauren Gabrino, this girl we went to camp with, used to eat Three Musketeers the weirdest name way. Drop. Yeah, for name real. Drop. That was a serious up. name drop, man. What if she listens? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she used to peel all the chocolate off the nougat and then eat it, and I always thought it was the weirdest thing in the world until I tried it. Yeah, and I can never eat a Three Musketeers the same way again. Huh. It's so much better. Whoa. What the hell is like? It's nougat? so weird. <laughs> can we talk about this? What's what is nougat? I thought I was the only one. I just ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what it looks like, but what is it? I think it's like a marshmallow base. Okay. I'm gonna consult the Google machine. Daniel, you has a you have a very uh, interesting can, story I... about um, Milky Ways, don't you? Milky Ways. Did you did you or did you not give our ninth grade teacher a Milky Ways for Earth Science, Miss Curdo? <laughs> well, we were going star we were star watching, <laughs> and of course, I'm not. I was not the best at school. Nope. So if I could suck up and be a little bit extra, they have a word for it nowadays. It's called extra. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm going to do Mind it. Mind you, Miss <laughs> Curdo was a very voluptuous woman at best. What if she listened to this podcast? <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So it's just her and Lauren listening to this podcast. <laughs> we should, like, legitimately post it to them. <laughs> yeah, we should tag them on, on the Twitterverse. Miss Curdo was... Ugh, no, thank you. But anyway. So, anybody have any uh, you know, any Halloween stories they want to share? Or we, should we should we move to a new topic? I love... Oh, well, I still want... Oh, go. Daniel, go. Daniel. I just would say I loved uh, Warheads yeah. when I got a Warheads and like the black cherry ones because they were like so rare to get. If I got one of those, I would save it to like. I had one the other day. We, I, uh, my boyfriend and I, we went to Starbucks. Uh, God, Strawberry Place, and they had like free candy, and I, t- I had the lemon one. Yeah, it was really, really good. I like now what's Butterfingers. My grandfather always loved Butterfingers. Uh, so Butterfingers really... are underrated. Really absolutely, good. absolutely. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> uh, did... The Simpsons had a collaboration with mm-hmm. Butterfingers, and then it said, lay your hand off my Butterfinger. Yeah. Can you guys think of the only product that came from a candy or someplace else, oh, cereal, whatever it is, that has a cartoon as its main representative that is no longer on the air? Is it Fruity Pebbles? Yep. Yes. The Flintstones don't have a cartoon anymore, so think about people in the generation below yeah, us. Yeah, they're like, this is just the Fruity Pebble dudes. Wait, there's a TV show about it? So they they think, wait, so these people think if they ever see like a Flintstones thing that they made a TV show or a live action movie based off of cereal people. (laughs) 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 Like that's what it seems like to them. They're like, damn, this this cereal must have been real popular back in 1994. (laughs) John Goodwin was even in it. 
Or the vitamins. Oh yeah, my God. the chewables. Wow. Bernard, don't you know? Don't you have a story about those vitamins? Me? Mm-hmm. If I do, please, please share it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when you were younger, you were sitting in front of the television eating Flintstones vitamins like they were candy. Oh, that's highly and possible. Mo- yeah. And your mom had to take you to the hospital. <gasps> Is this not? Oh, uh, I didn't go. Up? No, I didn't go to the hospital. My my mom didn't take me to the hospital. No. <laughs> All right, then never mind. Let this this explains a lot. <laughs> well, no, not not from that. She wouldn't take me to the hospital for eating too many vitamins. <laughs> Bite of each of Edmonds. Well, yeah. Well, I have a, I have a transition if we're going hard. Stick on the Halloween uh, realm. Before we do, though, coincidentally, mm. nougat, a candy made from sugar or honey, nuts, and egg white. Ah. Oh. oh. Did you just, like, know. did you know that and you were withholding it, or did you Google it? <laughs> no, I, I 100% Googled it. <laughs> I was going to be like, that's that's vicious for you to hold it so long. Yeah, right? <laughs> Watch a struggle. Yeah. It's like coming at the last minute of a group project. <laughs> I have the new good guys. <laughs> oh my well, God. So uh, speaking of Halloween topics, Boo. I was thinking about like, <laughs> Haunted Hayro. <laughs> oh, you don't like Halloween? Yo, why can't you be original? <laughs> I was gonna save this one for next no, week. Do it. But perfect transition. So one of my friends asked me to go on a haunted hayride this nope. weekend, or not next weekend, and I'm like, absolutely not. Nope. I hate hate scary things. So, like, I think it's cool, like, Bernard, you just went to, like, a jack-o'-lantern festival or some shit like that. Something like that. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. It was a lot, just a bunch, it wasn't scary in any regards, it was just a bunch of jack-o'-lanterns. It was spoopy, yeah. Spoopy? It was spoopy. That's what all the kids say nowadays, spoopy. I I suppose so. It's spoopy. And so, like, I would never go to a haunted hayride. I just think that's terrible. Like, there's nothing enjoyable about it. I don't enjoy scary movies or anything like that. So I wouldn't go one, probably an hour out of nope. my way, to get on a hayride, which, who knows what bugs and things are oh, in that's there. that's what you're worried about? Get... <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the bugs would scare me. Yeah, they bite, they hurt. To then sit on a cart and get jump scared all mm-hmm. day. Like, that doesn't seem enjoyable in any sense of the word. I agree. Yeah, you want kids, you want to know how I got Lyme's disease? <laughs> I went on a fucking hayride. <laughs> oh, scary hayride. I have a... And then the people the people who always invite you always think that they can change your mind about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's fun. It's not scary. That's, it's freaking scary to that's me. That's like when stoners are like, you don't smoke, man? Oh, you got to try it. You love it. Yeah. And you smoke it and you have an anxiety attack. <laughs> like, it's the worst thing in my life. <laughs> Like, thanks for that. Yeah, I have a... Do you want a little anecdote about my Halloween scariness experience as a child? Is it it's spoopy? very spoopy. <laughs> it better be the spoopiest. So I went with my... I have two other siblings and my two cousins. And it was one of the ones where, like, actors were among you, but they didn't touch you, but they certainly scared you. So seven-year-old Vinny had a whole bunch of other problems, let alone these, <laughs> these scary <laughs> actors. So one woman was like kind of she painted herself very very pale and she was holding a decapitated head and there was she, um i will ask her <laughs> i mean she gives good head <laughs> so she has entrails coming out of this like you know fake head that looks really real to the seven-year-old mind and my father like disclaimer is just an asshole 
<laughs> and Bob got us good. So what he did to this this actor when we went to like through one sort of I guess amusement park, Halloween, like haunted, whatever, he whispered in her ear every chance he got to appear where we were going next. So if we were going to the hot dog stand, he'd be like, "We're going to the hot dog stand." So my mother <laughs> and her best friend, my aunt Kathy, were just like bewildered by this woman just standing there, stoic, never cracked a smile to the point where it was like a three hour occasion where the, she would just show up wherever we were. She followed us to our Yo, car. She had, she had so much fun. She did. The Dedication only time she smiled was when we were getting into the car. She, she just cracked a little smirk and that was it. And I was like, to this day, I haven't gone back since. So I'm right there with you. That's amazing. I mean, like if I was her, I would have, that would have made my day. Like that would have been just such an epic experience as like an actor. Terrorize a whole family for three hours. That's fantastic. Now you know why I don't like candy, man. <laughs> Ruin the whole holiday, pretty much. There's a fantastic like haunted house uh, like, festival thing. It's the Sterling Forest. I don't know if you guys ever that. Oh, I'm good. But it, it is pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. I hate scary things. I'm right there with you, Dan. I'm a huge bitch too. <laughs> I, uh, I I could I could definitely round this out to say uh, me too. <laughs> I when I was 16, I flew out to California to meet uh, my aunt. She was at doing work. Then she got off of work like the same day I arrived. So we decided to go. What, who made Van Helsing, the movie? Was it Universal? Or was it... Yes. I think so, right? With Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I think it was yeah. Universal or Disney. One of them. It was Disney or Universal. It was Universal. It wasn't Disney. Okay, so we went to the Universal out in California, and we walk in. I'm 16 years old, so I'm at, I, I should be a man, but I'm not. <laughs> nah. Not even close. And, and we go into the park, and immediately it's like there's this Van Helsing attraction. It's this giant castle that they built that... Like, people are just funneling into it, and so we think it's, like, a new Van Helsing ride. Uh-oh. Mm, wrong. <laughs> it was a haunted, like, castle slash house uh. that, the, you know, like, they put together in the theme park, so you know it's That's done right. Cool, Whoa. And, dude, people, they had people lined up, and they're, like, you're going through a castle, and there's bridges and shit and all that you're covering, I mean, walking by, and people would, like, grab your legs and shit while you're walking yeah. and nope. scare you. yeah. Yo, I'm 16, about, I got, like, what, seven inches on my aunt, eight inches? I'm behind her completely <laughs> for life. <laughs> like, like, when I realize what we're in, I'm like, yo, this is a haunted house, this ain't a ride. This is a haunted house. And I'm like, Sam, I'm like it's a haunted house, it's a haunted house. It's a haunted. And I wanted to, yo, there were, like, three different exits we walked by, and I was like, yo, let's go, let's go. She's like, nah. Like, she knew. Which, which she aunt knew was this? She with the intentions that you were, like, on a line. And we thought it was a lot, like, we were going in, and we would hit a line at some point, and then the line never came, and I started getting scared and scared and scared. It's, like, usually they have, like, the Batman ride, where I was, like, the Batman yeah, exactly, right. Like, like, you think you're going through, like, the Batcave, so we were right. like, oh, that's cool. They made the line interactive. It's probably an indoor roller coaster. Jeez. Was this Aunt Call? Who was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. course. She's, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. One of the things that really scared me growing up was, uh, it was right when the internet was, like, just becoming, like, big and, like, viral videos and all mm. that stuff. And my dad showed me this, uh, this test where it was, like, to see if you're colorblind and you could mm-hmm. read the numbers. And mm-hmm. like, oh, that's number seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know that one. And you wait a second. Oh, that's a nine. <laughs> and you type in nine. And then there's this one you don't know what it is. And you're looking at it, and you're looking at it. It's like, and is, it like a hill with a, is it like a hill with a car? Nah. That's a different okay. one. <laughs> so then the exorcist pops up, and it's the loudest noise ever. Yeah. I 
freaked out. I punched <gasps> the computer. Granted, punched, the computers were significantly bigger and more sturdy than they were, so I hurt my hand. <laughs> I was crying, and I never forgave my dad Whoa. for that. And to this day... <laughs> He knows that I'm furious at him. Jump so I scares. hate jump scares and I hate the Frank, exorcism. we need an apology for your son, please. That's right. <laughs> wow. Uh, so my topic was, I wanted to know what you guys were truly afraid uh, of. Because I don't like jump scares and I have another silly fear. But we don't have to get into hmm. it. Is it bugs on hayrides? It's <laughs> 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 <That's> actually... <laughs> How do you it's worse than that. <laughs> I mean, I have mine right out, right off the bat. It's open water Ooh. and dentists. Ooh, <laughs> those are my two biggest fears. A dentist? So I'll take like, you going to like, with any dentist. kind of dental surgery. <laughs> yeah, uh, going to a dentist on a cruise ship. It's also torture, right? Because you're also surrounded by a ton of fun. <laughs> but Somebody's coming down the slide. I'm experiencing you're just drilled. two of my biggest fears in my life at the same time. Oh, my God. Uh, I think... Penny? Uh, Babs, yeah. you go. I mean, it's just... The one thing everyone knows for me is spiders. I am deathly afraid yeah. of spiders. Yes. Like, That's the number one phobia. Fucking, whenever I see a spider, I'm just, like, paralyzed. The other thing is, like... Big aquatic animals like sharks yeah, man. and whales mm. and things like that. They just freak me out. I'm so glad that meteor killed all those big sea dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic World ones. I, like, <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I think mine is just not reaching my potential. <laughs> oh my god, that was so. I know. Existential crisis. <laughs> but like, I used Back to, to the Nihilus. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I used to be afraid of death, like, hardcore, like, very bad. <laughs> but now it's just. I don't mean, like, there's nothing in life that really kind of scares me so much rather than just a. Uh, not, not succeeding or feeling like a failure. A bum sticking his fingers in my mouth is oh, my yeah. biggest fear of this oh, entire yeah. world. So you being afraid of death, not being afraid of death, me being afraid of a bum sticking his fingers in my mouth. Or oddly specific Wait, yeah, you need, to, you need to elaborate, Daniel, as to, like, the root or why, like, what, what's the deal with this? Have you ever seen a bum's hands? Uh, like a homeless man's hands in New York City. Mostly in his pants, so I have not seen them. They're dirty, to say the least. They are dirty hands. So then, think of, like, the zombie apocalypse of getting scratched or mm. something. But, like, let's say a bum is aggravated at you, and he sticks his fingers in your mouth. <laughs> the mandible claws you. The mandible oh my claws God. <laughs> Because, think of it this way. If you go to the hospital and you get shot, you get treated for a flesh wound. If you go to the hospital and bum and a bum stuck his fingers in your mouth, what are they going to say? <laughs> you might get a disease, like, six years later why? and be like, oh, well, oh now is that time the, the bum stuck his fingers in my mouth. Foot and mouth disease. <laughs> Just carry around Listerine. You okay? So that's actually that actually around. is a pretty decent to solve for your fear. <laughs> like a pocket-sized bottle of Listerine, Listerine all the time. Shrank the pure, uh, pure So the top five fears taken from the website. Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, public speaking, which is stupid. <laughs> Heights. Oh, yeah, totally invalid. Anyone who has that fear. <laughs> yeah, stupid. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> stupid idiots. <laughs> but let me talk stupid about idiots. bums putting their hands in my mouth. <laughs> 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 so, 
so rapidly public climbing the list after today. <laughs> public speaking heights bugs drowning in needles. Oh my god. Needles. Uh, you have you have needles too, Dan. Right? Yeah. Oh, I've I've gotten too. past that now. Needles don't yeah. bother they never bothered me. I don't know. And then phobias, top phobias are snake uh, are spiders, snakes, flying, crowded spaces, and dogs. Wow. Dogs. I, I, I found that uh, recently, in my older <laughs> age, I've been getting more claustrophobic. Mm, I don't like crowds. I just... Yeah, no, I'm not crowd, crowd crowds yet. are one thing, but I had to get an MRI recently, and I've had a few when I was younger, mm. but this time, holy crap. Yeah. I, like, it was, took all the, everything I had not to squeeze that, like, ball to tell them to pull you out. Really? Yeah, I was like, yo, this sucks, this sucks, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out, I'm mm. in this tube. What if zombies, I literally had that thought, what if zombies come? <laughs> I swear to God, I had that Dirty thought. Bum hands. I was like, if zombies come, I cannot get out of this thing. Oh my God. Sounds like you guys <laughs> are afraid of zombies, dude. I, I swear, I'm not afraid of zombies, I just don't want to be in a, in a fucking MRI machine when they come. You might. You might. Well, we're going to the mall and locking ourselves in sports authority, we already had this point. You might there. fare well being in an MRI machine when zombies come, because they can't get in. Just, like, scrunch up real tight. I want to see what the hell is going on, man. <laughs> Head on a swivel. I'd love to see that MRI afterwards. That's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, cerebral cortex. Yo, but public speaking fear is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Think about zombies coming at you in an MRI. <laughs> That's no, but much like, more When real. I thought of fears, I was thinking, like, spiders or something like that, but I wouldn't think that public speaking was the highest. Yeah. That, not that it's dumb, but, like, no, 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 dude, I'm I would thought it was... Can we also... I mean, I don't have a fear of public speaking, but I know it's difficult for people. Yeah. It's not... I don't think it's a fear of it. It's that you... A lot of fear Failure. feelings come... Yeah, judgment, inadequacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd also like our, our listeners to know that um, Matt is about, like, six foot three... <laughs> <laughs> so put that in it's, perspective. I, it's not Matt. It's Big Baby. Big Baby. When uh, when a little daddy long leg comes creeping along, saying, it's "Oh, it's good." It ain't no yeah, joke, it, man. Come on. It is like the elephant and the mouse kind of thing. Too many legs. <laughs> Too many legs. How do you feel about a millipede, bro? Ew. Uh. It's bad. got infinitely. A millipede it's, doesn't. It's got infinitely more legs. <laughs> it's not the legs. It's just. It's just the. I don't know. I, don't, I guess just the body shape. I guess the layout. It's, I don't know. It's, it's what about ticks? <laughs> I hate them. Ticks are scary. Yeah, no they're they're it's, arachnids, right? Ticks? I, I think know. they are. What, what are arachnids? Ticks. They have an exoskeleton, though. So I think that makes them an insect. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. That, I think they're... Oh, let's Google. I did not study entomology. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an entomologist. I'm scared of spiders, oh, not spiders, snakes in water. Like, I like know it's just real. snakes in water? Like, a snake I could deal with, but if I'm in water getting chased by anything, a snake I think is, like, the worst, because you don't know the direction that they're going. Yeah, they're gross. Worse than a crocodile. I hate. Yeah, because you could see where they are. Like, if it's, not, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's so big. Mm. A snake, I feel like, like, unless it's like an anaconda, it's, it's like grabbing a big dick. And I definitely have the grip strength to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I have the timing and the grip strength to grab it by its, like, right, like right below its head, and I could keep it away from me. Awesome. Is that what you were thinking about when you were in the MRI machine? <laughs> no, like, I you're like, I zombies. know I have the timing and the strength to grab the big dick when it comes my way. 
I, I see how that comes out now. Uh, I, I see that I probably could have put that a little bit better, but uh, in all fairness, I do believe I have the grip strength and the timing to grab the big dick. I, I need a cold shower. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Next time on Jerk Off Podcast, we throw dildos at Bernard. <laughs> to test his grip strength. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what they're going to start doing with the NFL anyway. Mm-hmm. Grip strength. Ticks are small arachnids, by the way. Yeah, oh, really? Apparently. The more you know. Learned about ticks and nougat. <laughs> Matt, can... Uh, which one of you guys are going to talk about Halloween next? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, I think I think you can have the conch. All right. Mine's too serious. Well, I'm always serious, so Matthew, go for it. Well, you want to end on a serious topic. note? But I'm keeping the thread going of what people are afraid of. Ooh. Now we're going to talk oh. about debt. Oh, what? Specifically, oh, student okay. loans. Ugh. I thought you said dead. Dead, yes. No, it's something more scary than dead. It's debt. <laughs> it's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> A debt spider. That's what we need. Mm. Did you guys know that student loans are now the single largest source of debt in America, surpassing mortgages, credit cards, and auto loans? Oof. I did know that. And this, I think this occurred uh, two years ago, give about. Wow. Did you also know that one in ten student loans are in default? Oh. Meaning 10% Ooh. of all students who have borrowed cannot pay back their loans. That's crazy. Oof. I did not know that. Yeah, that, number. Yeah. that hurts. But I knew that it was, I know, I know that, like, it's a struggle for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so I think, I think more broadly for anyone who's an American and going to school, uh, everyone just the, the process goes. You know, you, you look around where you want to go. You apply. You come to the crippling realization that unless your family was in the top ten percent, yep. they're not going to be able to cover the costs associated there, and so you're going to have to sign off on some debt. Wait, you, you mean forms. you mean you didn't invest in Bitcoin? Years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. I wish. Uh, and the process is, is pretty. It's pretty simple. I think we've all went through it, but it's, it's pretty simple. You just go online, you sign a couple promissory notes, mm. bada bing, bada boom, the government transfers the money to your school, and there you go, you know, who cares? What do you need to pay attention yeah. to? Subsidized, unsubsidized, interest rates, blah, blah, blah. blah Jesus no Christ. Right? No, I'm getting an education. I can yeah, yeah you can sign up, you can, you can, like, put yourself in a shit ton of loans before you can purchase alcohol. <laughs> Truth. So they're like, yeah, yeah, here's 50K worth of loans with this massive interest rate. But uh, you're not adult enough to drink. So, mm-hmm. so I, what I thought we should, we should maybe talk about for a little bit is what do you guys think? Is the process, you know, sufficient, ethical, morally, mm. you know, up, up to snuff here? I mean, essentially, the American education system has boiled down to uh, just give everyone a ton of money to go to school, and irrespective of what they study, it has any financial future. Right. And, and then mm. we have other problems that compound it. There's for-profit institutions. Mm-hmm. There's just the, the skyrocketing costs of college as a whole. Right. And that, that I mean, really, most Americans aged, I guess, eighteen to thirty-five nowadays are just carrying this ball and chain around they, they're just right. straddled with student loans they're just so far behind in debt right that it is drastically affecting their future this way you know mm-hmm. i've read e- uh, economists who speculate that student loans that debt bubble could be one of the reasons that 
we don't see home purchases like we did anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't see uh, marriages like we did before. You know, we don't see the big diamond purchases, engagement rings, things like right. that. Car Thank sales God. are down for a while, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Jeez. So what do we think? I mean, uh, just the moral, uh, not the moral, the, the mental struggle that mm. that takes. I mean, like, even just being in a little bit of credit card debt, like, that's stifling mm. to me. Like, if I can't pay my payments or if I have to pay rent and everything One like that. One of the leading stressors in the American mind right now is that. Yep. And I mean, granted, like, I knock on wood, don't have too much debt that I'm in debt for, but it's still, like, I'm, I can't justify going on a vacation. Mm. Because I should take that a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars and pay it towards a credit card bill or a student loan or something along those lines, and that's just me yeah. personally. But think about people who do and live extravagantly or live like the the vape nation. It's just compiling more and more. Would it be credit card debt on top of student debt because it's so readily available to get a credit mm. card and forget about it? And think about the credit scores that that has to how that affects it because if they can't pay the credit card debt let alone student debt it's yeah uh, i don't know i just I, I recently looked into grad school for a um a new york state school which means i would get some sort of discount for being a new york state resident and all that and uh a one like 1. 1.5 years of trying to achieve a mental health counseling degree as far as a master's goes was this was gonna set me back about thirty seven thousand dollars um, and there's, yeah, there's just, absurd. there's no way, there's no way that I can mentally prepare myself. You know, fortunately I, I got scholarships when I went to, uh, college and that really dictated where I was going because I didn't want to spend my entire life or, you know, more or less going into my thirties paying it off. So I, I just, I don't understand how the, I think the system right now is set up to fail. And I was also watching like some sort of documentary and it was talking about just generations and different generations. And therefore people, you know, people are living longer and because they're living longer, they rely on kind of, you know, grants or some sort of government handouts because they're retiring, you know, they worked for X amount of years. And then that kind of falls upon the burden of the younger generation to contribute, to be consumers, to pay into, you know, uh, social security and all that. But, if people are becoming more and more dependent on the younger generation who already has X amount of debt that's surpassing any other type of um, debt in the country and you're not having kids, it's just kind of, uh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it just doesn't look great. And I don't yeah. know. What you're referring to specifically is known as the gray bubble by mm. whereby the largest segment of the population is aging out of the workforce mm -hmm. and the segments beneath it. It's almost like an inverse pyramid, if you will. Right. You know, where the bottom segments, they can't support the larger amounts of people that are older than them. That's, it's kind of bankrupting the systems. Um, but yeah. for, for me, I think, I, think, I think college education as a whole, barring a few technical sectors, has almost, I want to say, become obsolete at this point. I think the way our system is set up, it's almost like college for most people is high school 2.0. Mm. And the, our government is mm. subsidizing people thousands upon thousands of dollars out in loans to study and pursue uh, liberal know, arts degrees that, that really don't have a, a snowball's chance of hell and, yeah and, and profiting off of this right. or even repaying the, the money owed you know yeah I, I'm pretty sure that there is a, a system put in place in the UK that if you <clears throat> like start paying back your loans once you reach a certain income bracket 
So therefore, you know, it's not necessarily taking away someone's means of living. And if you never make that income bracket, I think after, I want to say 25 years or so, the loan is forgiven. I'm not sure if that's still in place, but it was at one point. Whether or not that's right or wrong, I don't know. The UK specific, I know the UK specifically had free education until the past five years, I want to say. I forget what it was. Mm. But they, they made it so that students in the UK are now responsible for some form of tuition. It's not comparable to what we pay in America. Not at all. But yeah. But I, America, specifically, we have income-based repayment on loans. So, like, you can go to your loan provider and say, hey, I only make so much. And they're like, okay, you know, that's fine. You only have to pay us less of what you make. Mm. But it doesn't really do anything for you because there's infinite time horizon on your loans. Mm. Right. The, the, yeah, so you're loan, just accruing interest. And it's, yeah, it's, the creditor is more than willing to let you just take more time to pay back because their interest is just accruing and accruing and accruing. Absolutely. I think it's really... It, it bothers me a bit. So thankfully, actually, I didn't get get crushed uh, by student debt. Hmm. Um, so I went to a state university in New York while living there. So my schooling wasn't terribly expensive. And uh, I did get, uh, be- because it wasn't expensive, the amount of help I got from my family was enough to cover a good amount of right. it. Um, so I have some loans taken out, but then grad school was all scholarship based. So I got out pretty scot-free. My sister is in an incredible amount of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just, it's really, it's bothersome because it's really, as Matt said, and I agree, I wouldn't necessarily put it that college is obsolete, but it's almost, it's it's now the prerequisite. That's more so how I would put it. It's it's a prerequisite for just anything, (laughs) even including like, like bartender you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because uh-huh. because i mean those people more often than not yeah more often than not those people are i'm finding have degrees beyond high school as well right and so if that's the case and college is becoming the prerequisite then what you what's basically occurring is that i mean there's public high schools where i mean taxes go towards it but you're not necessarily charged for it <laughs> so if the system is shifting where college is becoming the prerequisite then why the hell are are people being charged for at least the state, you know, the state universities mm. at all? Because if you actually look at it, majority of, of, of jobs, or not majority, but a, a large quantity of them, you need that degree. And, and for the jobs that you want, you probably need, if you don't have double-digit years of experience under your right. belt, you better know some good people because you need mm-hmm. schooling beyond Yep. It. And so, like what you said, Vinny, how how that how the hell is somebody supposed to come up with thirty five k when they're already thirty, forty, fifty plus in the hole right. for a degree that they just needed to be able to get the degree that to get do the job they actually right, want? which is about thirty thousand a year, if that. So it's all yeah. So it's yeah. all money making, and it's sad. I think sad. the average the average student is I think a little over forty grand in debt. Mm. The average job in America pays less than thirty thousand. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just I'm yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I'm not an economist, but I can look at numbers really quick and see how they don't add up. It's just, it's kind of impractical. And then I think what's also frustrating in a sense from a, like a millennial perspective is the, the criticism that comes down from the gener- the older generation who, who, right. Who looks at what their experience was in compared to where we are. And I think statistically a lot more people are living at home with their parents because of said debt, because of, you know, the job market. Mm -hmm. And 
there is some sort of judgment that we are inadequate when it's just fundamentally different. It's a different system now. It's a different world that we're living in. Half the jobs that we're even applying to that we're getting didn't exist Correct. in our parents' day. Like my, I tell my dad what I do. He has mm-hmm. no clue in the world what banner advertising or any type of advertising. Absolutely, is. absolutely. I, I was actually just thinking about that the other day, that the, the amount of of competition that we have, the amount of different like jobs that we have, it doesn't even compare, I think, in a sense of what they had to experience and not, you know, not right or wrong, but just give us some slack to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I mean, I'm fortunate that I've made it out. All right. But I, I know a ton of people that have degrees and you can't do what they want with it. And they're still paying all that money. Mm -hmm. And that's, that sucks. That's, yeah, yeah, and the that the is. crazy thing, the crazier thing is that, uh, you know, a lot of fields you could pay, you could go to like the school that's a lot more expensive or what have you, but I mean you're just getting a name mm. for the most part. I mean, you, be, because you're getting a name and you're getting your foot in the door to more institutions due to like the network that that university or the alumni have. Right. So you're, it's just like paying primo. I mean, yes, there's ca- different calibers of education, certainly. Mm-hmm. But um, paying to sit at the cool kids' know. table. No, but at the, I was yeah, never invited. At the same time, it's like it's crazy how much more expensive that good education costs. Right. Right. Where at, yeah. where where you should think <clears throat> that okay, people that if it's really based off educational merit, mm. then people who are intelligent enough to get into the quote unquote elite school shouldn't have to pay out the ass to if you really want to breed or, or not breed but uh, come up with these highly sophisticated people to contribute to society yeah, yeah. it's punishing yeah I thought that, I think it's, punish, it's punishing all around I think I heard it's something like maybe like a year or two ago a Harvard graduate was trying to sco- like or some Ivy League alum was trying to sue the school because they didn't have a job yeah. afterwards <laughs> That's mad funny. Yeah, I heard about that. Because you know, it is it yeah. isn't a guarantee. Like we we've all basically said, no. it's just, um, you know, it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think paradoxically, the uh, Ivy schools have the largest. Uh, <laughs> Did you go to school? Endowment programs because, <laughs> well, they they have the most. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Those schools have the most money because they get the most in terms of uh, alumni grants and, ah. and donations so, so they, have, they have the largest endowment program so they can almost afford to put more kids to their school at, at low cost or less cost versus the larger like state schools or and the, here's the, the you know we could spend a whole month talking about this right a lot a lot of state schools are public funded but still cost an arm and a leg Student loans are non-dischargeable. The only form of debt that are non-dischargeable, so there is nothing you can do to get rid of mm. it. Any other form of debt, if you break your leg, you go to a hospital, you can't afford it, you have medical debt, you can discharge it, you get bankruptcy. Same thing for default, whatever, credit cards. Mm. Student loans, no, you're stuck with it for life. And then, uh, yeah, and the, the last, I think the last corresponding factor I think is wage growth, which is so stagnant right. in, in our country right now. That's discussion of another find another place mm. wow <laughs> lighten us up Vinny. What do you oh got? my god I don't, the pressure that just seems 
That just seems like hard times, if you ask me. Hard times, baby. Hard times. You don't know about hard times, daddy. Hard times is when you're a textile worker around the country and working at with four to five kids that can't pay a minimum wage, can't pay for their food. Hard times is when the auto workers are out of work and tell you, go home. It's hard times when a man worked a job for 30 years. 30 years, and they give him a watch and kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your job, daddy. That's hard times. Oh, my God. The Oscar the goes roads. too. Well, I don't know. Between that and my song, this, this is chock full of <laughs> Well, on a... Um... I just want to mention, I talked about candy and, and, and cake. I thought about a bum's fingers in my mouth. If you guys want to pause it and go back to the beginning of this podcast, we will not be offended. <laughs> and yours is going to be well, negative, too? Mine is... No, let's go, baby. Let's do it. Mine is... Let's, it's more getting in touch with their feelings. Okay? So, I was on Twitter the other day. I'm a very avid Twitter user. And I look at what's trending. Because I like to kind of see what's going on in the world. And hashtag what? Hashtag what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a tweet from, I believe, some sort of writer in the UK who basically said, um, let's let's see what the men of Twitter think. So in recent times, we've all, I'm sure, seen this Me Too movement where we talk about um, female experiences, specifically with sexual harassment and their kind of um, sociological perspective of growing up as a female in a world that may or may not fit um, equal opportunities. But this segment is more or less talking about um, what it, it is like to grow up as a man, but not to diminish the Me Too movement by anything, but more as like a, um, a tandem parallel. Um, so I took a couple screenshots of some people who responded to this tweet, so I will read them, I think, a little bit later, but I don't want to spoil what you may or may not... Um, Think about what it's like to grow up as a dude. As a dude. Um, so I guess I can start and perhaps I see kind of concerned faces or blase looks. <laughs> Bernard specifically. Um, good grip strength. And great. Grip strength. So, I, you know, what you said it right. Great. great. Okay, I'm, sorry. Right. I'm sorry, Daniel. Um, I'd say growing up as a man, one of my particular. Um, struggles was sports in the sense of like, I had to love baseball. Everyone loves baseball and I just didn't like it. I, I played basketball. I liked football, but never baseball. And as it being America's pastime, I felt inadequate because of that. Um, so that was kind of, someone alluded to it in the whole Twitter conversation about that. If you don't like sports, then therefore you're devalued as a man. And now I will pass it along to someone else of what... I mean, I could see that, though, because in the olden days, in my parents' generation and his mm. parents' generation, baseball was like... Back, the, the would you team. say, back during hard times, daddy? <laughs> hard times, daddy. Back during the hard times. The father of a plumber, son of a plumber. Uh, but baseball was like the thing that everybody did. Like everybody watched the game. That was their life. That was one of the television shows that was in syndication pretty mm. much everywhere. Um... And I can see that. I mean, I think that they put a lot more emphasis on sports. I was not good at sports. I'm still not good at sports. I like sports. Um, but I think that's, that's I think, a, a, not a misconception, but a conception that people get as being a man, that you should be, or a boy, yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, 
that you should be good at sports and you shouldn't like, let's say, theater or something. I mean, you're really lines. you're really good at EA sports. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can coming to the Olympics man. near you. I mean, esports. Just saying. Yeah, whatever. Esports. Let's do that. Anyone else? Any? Like Overwatch. Any? Uh, I think more. I mean, for me, more like generally speaking, gender norm. When it comes to gender norms and gender experiences, I think women definitely have the, the harder path to go down. But I think it's it's kind of like the flip side of, of the same coin. You know, like guys, I think we have it easier. It in most like aspects, but there is certain like the number one leading cause of death for men in, in America right now is suicide. Okay. For guys under like 40 years old, leading cause of death is suicide. Right. Which goes to tell you that, like, the emotional pressures pl- placed on men, while not greater or surpassing that of women, are just, they're different. And then the number one thing all guys will tell you is that they're, you're pretty much taught from a young age, like, don't express your emotions. <laughs> like, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you feel sad, well, too bad, boy, buck up, you know, like. And then there are Doesn't other, there are other things, you know, it's like, you're, like, you're expected to have that, 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 traditional masculine mm-hmm. strength speed sports uh, you're supposed to have traditional uh, personality traits you're supposed to be domineering and, right uh, alpha leadership qualities and all these, all these <laughs> other things <laughs> just, they're just societal imposed gender norms really. right yeah I found I had a I think the hardest thing for me was figuring out how to relate to other like boys and yeah. men Cause, so I grew up just with my mom, my sister, my two aunts around. Um, so I didn't have that, like, male presence during my, like, super young years. Mm-hmm. So then it was hard for me. Like, I didn't really... I always felt like... Um, like, when I would go over people's houses, other than Frank Dad, <laughs> uh, I, I felt like dads just didn't like me. But it, I, probably that they they were fine with me. They didn't, probably didn't give a shit about right. me. But it was that I, still I don't didn't... Think like me. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it was more so that I, I don't think I was, like, used to and accustomed to what, like, men are like. Because mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with it in my right. house. So it was difficult to even, I think for me, I, I, it's a little different for me than probably the, like, average uh, boy or guy mm-hmm. growing up. But I just had a hard time figuring out, like, like, like what does it mean? Yeah, hard time, daddy. <laughs> what does it even mean to, like, be a boy and how do you relate to other boys? Because when I go home... My sister's cranking TRL, mm, and, right? And, and we'd be playing pretty, pretty princess. Yeah, and like playing. Yeah, I'm playing I'm all kinds that of shit. Like I did lanyard and like all kinds of arts and crafts growing up. Played with Barbies, with right? Like, right. I mean, it was just no- that was normal to mm-hmm. me. So then, growing up and and making you know, Danny and I became friends in middle school. But before that, I I, I would say I had like a couple of friends in elementary school, but they all had their dads around and it was like oh shit like what do you do with your dad right. and then when I would go out with their, them and their dads it was like what do I yeah. do yeah <laughs> I feel like this dude hates me yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's a it's a specific to America too it's like a there's a large portion of men our age nowadays that, that grew up without father figures that the, the percentage of households that are, are just single mothers mm. raising children in our country is, is rather large right. you surprised so it's yeah, it's a unique question of how important is that is that gender? So like, that's the right word, like a role model, right? How important is that role right. model? But then you can you know like, is it are there really gender norms and societal imposed mm. things? But yeah, I think I reading the comments um, from 
the the quote unquote men of Twitter. They definitely said basically everything that we're talking about. Um, but I just want to like just bring it back and say that this is why I love our friendship group and the different dynamics that we all bring to the table. And, you know, I'm sure you, the listener, can, uh, can appreciate that as well. Um, we talk things out. And I think that is really something that a lot of guys want to do, but they don't know how. And, yeah, you know, Matt, I would agree with that. Matt talked about suicide and like there's one tweet that I think really just summed up everything so beautifully. So I'll just read that. It's by Adam Shenton. So thank you, Adam. Yeah, oh, Adam's a good guy. Not not Adam and Eve, but just Adam. Um, Friend of the podcast. Yeah, the Christmas party yeah. was crazy. So Adam said, men aren't conditioned to talk to each other about our lives. We meet up, have a four hour conversation about who would win a fight between Inspector Gadget and, and RoboCop, but never get out our worries off Inspector our chests. <laughs> but I mean, I think we, right? We are the generation where bromance was a thing, right? You know, masculinity is so fragile, blah, blah, blah. We have to coin a different word to show that we are just having genuine human connections that happen to be with other dudes and other males. And I think we, we long for a human connection in any capacity. It doesn't have to be romantic or sexual, but just feeling validated and there's an exchange. So I, I just thought it was really cool that, one, this is twending, twending, <laughs> twending on Twitter. Um, and just it, ma- it made Sweet. me appreciate, I guess, you guys as friends. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being my friends. I, yeah, I love Shout that out, too. I, I love what we have. It's, it's, I think it's unique. And uh, if you don't have it at home, I suggest you go find right. it. Right. And there's... Or you just listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll be your be friends. Your friends. But uh, I'll just yeah. I'll sum it up with one. Unless Matt, you want to say something before I hit like a. Well, I was gonna say I just I just find it I find it fascinating because I I oftentimes I think like how different are we mm. from like the thousands of generations that came before us? Ten thousands. Ten thousands. Yeah. I mean, like I read these things all the time that talk about how traditional outlets of masculinity are dying. Right. Like here's a good one. Hooters. Everyone yep. knows Hooters. The restaurant oh, famous yeah. for buxom waitresses is dying it turns out that guys our age don't go to uh restaurants that feature that right does that mean like does that mean aspects of sexuality have changed amongst our generation you know does that mean things like uh playboy playboy died Mm. too you know Mm -hmm. is that is that a function of the internet and and the availability of xyz or is that just a generational shift i think well i feel i feel like i could Mm. i feel like i could touch on that briefly sure you don't know hot times. <laughs> hot times is when you don't have fast internet and you're waiting for the nipple to show up on your picture of porn for 15 fucking minutes. Hot times is when you gotta go trick your mother to take you to Hooters just so you can see the under cheek of a punk. You don't know hot times. Oh my god. But and back to, to, to Vinny's point, I th- and, and Matt's point, I think the archetype of like the Ted Bundy mm. father is kind of coming like it's not kind of in the cards anymore if you look like at least in mainstream media if you look at a father type it's not if you have an al bundy it's set in the 80s or 90s or it's the bad father yeah yeah that's that's the other thing is that the father figure is often derided in culture Mm. he's either the drunk or he's he's so angry to spend time with his family he's missing you know something like that not if you're phil dumpy (laughs) that's i was literally thinking of phil dumpy I was like, in Modern Family, he's like an amazing father. He's so like emotionally right. in tune, 
And he just genuinely cares about right. his children. But I think his character perhaps came out of the necessity for it, you know? Right, no, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. 100%. So it's, it's touching exactly on what Danny was saying in, in, in that that character, which, that sh- I mean, that show ran for such yeah. a long time. He, and that character wouldn't really be funny or, enjo- I don't think, enjoyed to the same mm. degree today because that's not at all what, what a father figure is looked at or uh, desired as in today's society. Right. right. I think... And I think even putting that as like, I wouldn't say a role model, but that that's a, a pa- not a parallel, but a, a kind of look, outlook on what fathers were in the 90s or looked mm. at as. Yeah. I, like maybe a caricature we just have, of it. I think we have more options but, now. You know, we don't have to be one particular type of box. We, we can, can have, have two dads. Hey, man. You can have as many fathers as, as is possible. We can be gay Mormons and have all the dads in the world. But yeah, uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah. So, anybody have uh, closing remarks? Oh, I was gonna. Sorry, oh. I was gonna. One yeah. thing, and then I. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rum DMC. Are we lagging? <laughs> Run DMC said the most gangster thing he ever did was go to therapy. So, feelings are important, and if you. Oh, absolutely! If you, it's important to be. And I think that if men kind of just, just talk it out, man, instead of throwing. This ain't no. This ain't no picnic, bitch. Go get a That's therapist. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that student <laughs> debt and all that candy corn. Don't even get me started on medical bills. That's a Yo, whole Give me some fucking candy corn. Lighten this bitch up. <laughs> that is the number six candy. Have some more self I hate candy corn. I don't mind it. Right there. I could find myself chowing down on some of that. Mm. Any other final remarks? Would you like to leave the viewers with anything for Narnia? Uh, not too much. All I want to say is this. If you have the opportunity to do something nice for a coworker, <laughs> take, take into consideration uh, how the coworker may feel if what you do for them makes them have to do something for somebody also. Oh, my God. Don't be too nice. <laughs> Didn't they know Big that? Big Baby Reynolds. Big Bobby Reynolds, any closing remarks? No, I think we're good, man. Can we play some Overwatch now? <laughs> any, Overwatch. any closing remarks? Overwatch? I'm Perfect. very behind that. I have, I have, well, Dan, do you have a closing remark? I have something to say after your closing remark. No, go for it. Uh, today's podcast was brought to you by Spoon Ooh. Review. Spoon underscore review. Putting any cereal that you're curious about in his mouth. Mm-hmm. In his mouth. I'll spoon Ooh. Why put why put that spoon in your mouth when you could put it in Daniel Simone? <laughs> Bernard, do you think, well, think that spoon guy has great strength? <laughs> <laughs> great grip strength. It is important to surviving many situations, including the zombie apocalypse and water snakes. Also, if a giant cock is thrust in your face. <laughs> On that note, thank you everybody for listening to the Jerkos Podcast. My name is Daniel Joseph Simone. Mine is Great Grippy Grip Beanard. <laughs> Matthew Big Baby Reynolds. Mine's depressing Vinny Valancourt. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Tune in next week. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>